and welcome to another episode of The Weekly Wrap. My name is Janine Ryan and I'm here today with Sandira Chetty to tell you what you can expect from the 1st and 8th January issue, which will be on shelf on 28 December. So that 1 and 8 January issue is a double issue and you can get that from the 28th of December. Uh, the cover stories this week include the outlooks for land reform and the economy in 2021. There's also an article about the growing problem of water scarcity around the globe and what stakeholders can do to battle this phenomenon. Farmers Weekly also covers the story of maize farmers reaching out to feed desperate communities. And there's an article on the backgrounding of beef and how this can benefit farmers and feedlots. So let's start with the outlooks and red meat. Sandira, what can you tell us about that? Hi, Janine, and hello to all our listeners, and a happy new year, everyone. May you experience a prosperous 2021. The top three commodities I decided to focus on starts off with the red meat sector, hoping to secure more export opportunities this year. In order to achieve this, South African red meat must improve the health status of the national cattle herd and sheep flock, and by forging ahead with the countrywide traceability system. According to Herard Skitter, CEO of the Red Meat Producers Organization, demand for our really good quality and reasonably priced red meat was strong in 2020, and this bode well for the foreseeable future. Red meat prices were expected to move sideways in 2021. Agri Mahanyana, Group Managing Director of the National Emergent Red Meat Producers Organization, said the organization's members were hoping for the effective implementation of the Master Plan for Agriculture during 2021, which includes fast-tracking of transformation within the sector and combating livestock theft. From the red meat sector, we move on to the nut market which took a hard hit around the world in 2020 due to the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on global economies. Alex White, sales and marketing manager at Green and Gold Macadamias, said the reduced demand from the tourism, convenience and restaurant sectors had resulted in a buildup of stock in the ingredient grades of nuts. This will result in a reasonable price drop in US dollar terms. The rate of consumption will also have an impact on prices, considering that we could be entering a global recession. The macadamia and pecanut industries forecasted that the rising consumption of plant-based protein would bolster demand, which is good news for the industries. The COVID-19 pandemic has accelerated the trend towards veganism. For pecans, this could offer an essential alternative market in China. According to Andreas Neyman, head of international marketing at GWK Limited, South Africa exported more than 90% of its crop to China. This means that in 2021, prices will be dependent on economic conditions there. And finally, apple prices are expected to remain stable in 2021 due to strong demand. In the past, demand for avocados was driven by consumers in the US and EU, but Asia was fast catching up. Derek Donkin, CEO of the South African Subtropical Growers Association, said the COVID-19 pandemic had delayed proceedings for gaining access to markets in Asia. This would see a slight increase in the crop due to new areas coming into production. But the industry was not expecting a bumper crop. That's all from me. Now to you, Janine. Thank you, Sandira. So today I want to focus on maize and wheat as well as the poultry industry. 
Uh, so let's start with maize. So the good weather in many of South Africa's maize-producing regions during 2020 means that farmers are feeling particularly optimistic when it comes to the planting of maize. Due to early rain in October, maize farmers planted early, which increased the prospects of early maize deliveries. South Africa's carryover maize stocks are expected to remain tight during March and April, but early plantings could relieve the short stock position, says agricultural economist Dr. Johan Willemse. The Crop Estimates Committee forecasts that farmers intend to plant 2.7 million hectares to maize in 2021, which is 5.18% more than the 2.6 million hectares planted in 2020. This coupled with the expectation of a La Nina weather phase means that the maize price has been trading at a hefty discount of between 300 and 400 rand a ton. However, South African maize is still trading at close to export parity. Global prices of maize has increased on the back of a smaller U.S. harvest, the U.S. obviously being the biggest producer of maize in the world, and volatility on the international financial markets, which have resulted in speculation in agricultural commodities, which has been driving up dollar prices. Now, moving on to wheat. So, a record wheat crop was expected for the 2020-21 season, with the Crop Estimates Committee forecasting a crop of 2.1 million tons, which is the highest in 19 years. The wheat prices also reached a record high of 5,500 rand per ton. However, farmers have been warned not to count their breads before they have baked. Run Schutter, an agricultural economist at Grain SA, has said that economic and climatic factors will have an impact on wheat production and prices. So let's look at the bad news for wheat. Rain in the Southern Cape during harvesting could lead to many grading problems. Wind damage could also lead to yield losses. There's also a negative correlation between yield and protein content, with high yields usually resulting in wheat with lower protein content. This means that producers may deliver lower grade wheat, which means that they will receive less for their wheat. Um, Schutter added that the biggest challenge ahead for wheat producers in South Africa was the uncertainty about time years and sufficient rainfall. Higher fertilizer prices are also problematic. Then finally, looking at chicken and eggs. So chicken and eggs have long been a lower cost protein source for South Africans, but cash strapped consumers and widespread unemployment may pose a threat to demand in 2021, says Isaac Breitenbach, general manager of Sapper's Boiler Organization. The poultry sector master plan is aimed to help local producers increase production to cater for the reduction of chicken dumped on the local market by other countries. The master plan also aims to address unfair trade, such as dumping and the under-declaration of imported meat. Another challenge the industry faces in the coming year is high feed costs. Good news for the sector, however, is that 2021 is expected to bring with it a number of improvements in terms of market access. Easier access has already been negotiated with UAE and the process to facilitate pre-cooked chicken products into the EU is expected to be completed during 2021. The African Continental Free Trade Agreement will also help um, chicken farmers in the long run with access to other African markets. So let's turn our attention to the land to land reform. So this has been a hot topic for many years, particularly since the ANC announced that it would support the amending of Section 25 of the Constitution to allow for expropriation without compensation. Government also recently announced that it would release 700,000 hectares of state land for the purposes of land reform. So, Sandira, what can we expect to happen on that front in 2021? 
Well, looking at land reform in 2021, we actually spoke to three experts in the field to obtain clarity on this crucially important topic. Dr. Mark Wecherow, a lecturer in development studies at the University of Pretoria, said he's not optimistic that much will be achieved in 2021, considering current and past failings. But we need to keep trying and to learn from past mistakes. He believes the biggest obstacles to land reform is land inequality, we need good data to really know the nature of land inequality and measure progress in addressing it. We also spoke to Professor Elmine Duplessis, an associate professor in the Faculty of Law at Northwest University, who believes that things are moving in the right direction. She says that the President's panel on land reform and agriculture has made 73 recommendations, of which 60 were taken to the Interministerial Committee on Land Reform and Agriculture. When asked what changes she would like to see next year, she said a policy cleanup. She would like government to sit down and reevaluate all of its draft policies, scraping those that are no longer relevant, tweaking those that require a few minor adjustments, and improving those that are in the final stages of acceptance. Thanks, Sandira. So an interesting thing about this article in particular is how the overarching theme from all three speakers, from all three people that Farmers Weekly interviewed, seems to be that there's a problem with implementation when it comes to land reform. So it will be interesting to see how motivated government is in the next year to actually achieve its goals. Um, so we'll go from land reform straight to the economy. It's been a particularly tough year, not just because of COVID-19. South Africa's economy was already in recession when COVID-19 hit and had already been downgraded to sub-investment grade. With the pandemic and resultant hard lockdown, South Africa's GDP took a hard blow and we've been hemorrhaging jobs. With all this in mind, what can we expect from the economy of 2021? Unfortunately, according to Professor Jan Kirsten, Director at the Bureau for Economic Research and Kulani Suweya, an agricultural economist at AgriSA, 2021 is going to be another tough year. Professor Kirsten explained that while we will see economic recovery and higher business confidence in 2021, it will take South Africa until 2025 to reach the GDP levels of 2019, which is not great news as 2019 was not a good year either. He emphasized that this is bad news for employment and the inequality gap with poverty levels expected to increase. South Africa was downgraded to sub-investment grade in previous years, but it was further downgraded into sub-investment grade in 2020. Kirsten says that this will most likely impact farmers' access to and cost of credit, as banks' credit ratings are tied to the sovereign rating. This means that the bank's internal cost of raising funds will increase, which may be passed on to farmers taking out loans. Moreover, the land bank was recently also further downgraded into junk status, which means that more and more farmers need to turn to commercial banks for credit. So, how can you, as a farmer, mitigate these risks? Kirsten says that farmers should carefully manage the cash flow, while Suweya explains how farmers can fix the currency price realized for their products. Then, of course, another issue on the horizon in terms of the economy is COVID-19 and national lockdowns. Lockdowns in the Northern Hemisphere, for example, could pose a risk to local exporters and producers, particularly if restrictions are imposed on the movement of goods. Kirsten emphasizes that another hard lockdown in South Africa would be devastating to the economy, while farmers would be largely shielded from that, this impact because it is an essential service, the poor economy will eventually affect all economic sectors. So we spent a lot of time talking about commodities now, but I want to focus on two features that will be of particular interest to our readers, I believe. Sandera? 
Well, here's a feel-good story about a group of farmers in the Schweizer Renacha area who are helping unemployed and hungry families in the local communities. Joseph Duplessis, a farmer in the area, has witnessed the expansion of the area's townships and with it increasing levels of poverty. He says there are fewer and fewer employment opportunities and so many people without any form of income. We couldn't sit by while people were going hungry, so we started a project to distribute maize meal. For the last decade, Duplessis has been part of a group of 20 farmers who donate maize to agricultural ministries in the area. During the hard lockdown, farmers went the extra mile and ramped up the project. People without income or a government grant qualified to receive the maize meal. The farmers keep a record of beneficiaries to ensure that only those who really need assistance receive it. And that's it for me. Janine, over to you. Thanks, dear. It's very nice to read stories like that. It just shows how um, how South Africans pull together when they absolutely have to to help each other. And that's particularly evident during this COVID-19 lockdown. So I just want to look at a, the livestock article, which is about backgrounding of beef cattle. So what is backgrounding? Do you practice backgrounding? And how does it benefit farmers and feedlots? Most pre beef producers sell their weaners straight to feedlots for finishing. However, Sherry Lynn Stain explains how backgrounding can actually help farmers increase their income. Backgrounding takes place after animals are weaned, but before they are placed in a feedlot. During this period, they're often left to graze, so their daily growth is slower than if they were in a feedlot. But backgrounding also allows weaners time to build their frame and muscle instead of putting on fat as they would in a feedlot. Backgrounding cattle on forage is also cheaper than feeding them concentrates. Backgrounding allows farmers to sell heavier animals. So there are two different types of backgrounding. The one is partial backgrounding, which is the cheapest form and is the most widely practiced form in South Africa. You need land to allow the animals to graze. So it requires an extensive system and that may not be available to everyone. Um, dry lot backgrounding is more intensive and animals tend to gain weight faster in this system because they get fed um, concentrates. But the change in environment and the move from grazing to bunk feeding could result in stressful animals, which leads to a loss of productivity. And it's obviously more expensive because you have to buy and feed. Dry locked backgrounding is very similar to feedlotting, however, so animals will quickly adapt to moving to the feedlot from the dry lot. Then feedlots can also benefit from backgrounding, so it's not just something aimed at producers. Uh, because backgrounded carcasses is way more slaughter than animals that have not been backgrounded but have been feedlotted for the same amount of time. Backgrounded animals are also in the feedlot for a shorter period of time. If you are considering backgrounding your animals, you need to keep in mind the physical cost of feeding or keeping your animals on pasture for a longer period of time. You also need to consider the price of weaners at a particular time of the year. For farmers planning to background their animals and selling them to feedlots instead of directly to slaughter, it is important to consider if feedlots will be looking for animals to buy when your animals are ready to be marketed. So timing in this regard is very important. Okay, so that is all for this week. Please remember to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Farmers Weekly. SA. Thank you very much to Sandira for joining me today. Sandira, do you have anything that you want to add? Thanks. Thanks, Janine. And um, we're actually looking for, forward to a great uh, 2021 and um, see you guys next year. I'm sure everyone is looking very forward mm. to 2021. 2020 has not been a great year.
Um, I just want to go over the next podcast as well. So that will be the 15 and 22 January issue, which is also double issue. So please keep that in mind. You can look forward to hearing about more commodity outlooks, like what's in store for the ostrich and cotton industries, as well as an article on what food cash-strapped consumers are likely to buy in 2021. Uh, we also focus on how yellow field peas can offer sugarcane farmers with an alternative income stream. And we speak to the owners of a top merino stud in the Eastern Cape. Remember to buy the New Year's issue of Farmers Weekly. That's the 1 and 8 January issue, which will be on shelf from 28 December. As always, you will absolutely not regret it. And I know you will wish to have a very Merry Christmas last week, but you haven't heard it from me. So I wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a happy festive season, as well as a lovely, lovely New Year. Until next time, tell your loved ones that you love them. Keep safe and happy farming.